The All-American Half-Pound. Sweet Cure Beef Patty. Lettuce, tomato, Singles. is Singles Going Steady, the podcast dedicated to exploring great singles with a particular eye to the punk, new wave, and DIY eras of the last century. I'm Adrian Madoc. And I'm Steve McGowan. We have a band, The Beef People. We released a single in 1986 on our own label, Zub Records. And we are record collectors and passionate especially about the expression of pop music perfection that is the single recording. Exploring the mystery of what makes for a great single is what propelled us to begin this podcast. And we've got a good one today, don't we? We sure do. This is uh, episode Singles Going Steady 026. Ooh, 026. And our first disco single. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of a long story and we'll get into it. It is uh, the American band Sparks and uh, a band that covers... More than 25 studio records, but we're going to start with the record uh, number one song in heaven and uh, the single that was released in the UK, the number one song in heaven. So Sparks are from L.A. Uh, They're two brothers, basically, Um, Ronald, who writes most of the stuff and plays the keyboards, and Russell, the operatic sounding singer and the so-called good looking one. Um... They started off right in the early 70s. They were kind of a weirdo pop group with the Mankey brothers in the band, Earl and Jim Mankey. Um, Earl Mankey going on to play in Concrete Blonde much later on and put out some of his own solo stuff. Um, They did that for a while. Then they moved to, uh, they jettisoned the band and they moved to England and they were kind of glam stars. That was their, their big period there. They did propaganda and indiscreet they work with tony those Visconti. Are albums. yes mm-hmm. <laughs> they weren't and, like writing propaganda no, for no, the no. english no those are the names of the albums and those are the kind of the uh, classic rock and roll they had a british band um they did that for a while they came back to america right at the end of the 70s having had some good success in europe and britain and they signed with columbia records and columbia tried to square peg round hole them tried to make them more of a middle-of-the-road rock act. Uh, I think I think the Rupert Holmes actually produced one of their records, and uh, they put out a couple of not-so-great-sounding records with Session Guys, and um, it wasn't going well for them, so they kind of gave that up. And they were um, enamored with this new sound they heard uh, in, the, in the disco clubs, and it was coming from Germany and Giorgio Moroder, and uh, the sound involved a lot of synthesized music. Obviously, it wasn't a rock and roll sound. It was a disco sound. And they decided to pursue this. Um, should we play a little bit of uh, Donna Summer, maybe? Yeah, so this the yeah. song that really kicked it off yes. and was greatly influential on folks. Out, you know, and Everyone. We're talking about disco, but, yeah. but influential on... Um, Folks that had an interesting or an interest in cutting edge music, mm-hmm. um, 
sat up and paid attention at this record. It, it was something new. It was all synthesis mm-hmm. and, and synthesized drums. And um, it was Sequenced. something that they'd never heard before. Right. And it, it was a, a game changer. This is something you can do on your laptop now, but back then it was kind of complicated with the analog synthesis and uh, uh, things veering in and out of tune and trying to lock everything in. So this is a very long 12 uh, inch single. We're just going to play a little bit of it. Um, Giorgio Moroto producing um, Donna Summer and I Feel Love on Casablanca Records. This, here it is here I Feel Love. So that was I Feel Love. Sparks, um, Ronald, and uh, Russell, male, they uh, really were interested in this sound, and they they, um, had some kind of connection with Giorgio. They knew somebody who knew him, and they ended up starting to work together, and this is how this album came about. Uh, The single is from 1979. It was not released in the U.S. It was released, um, you know, the album was released in the U.S., but uh, the single charted in the U.K. I think it was on Virgin Records. And uh, it definitely has that disco Giorgio Moroder sound. Uh, It's got a little bit more of a a playfulness to it. Oh, yeah. It's got the weirdo sparks. Yeah, all the Um, the lyrics are always weird. Um, Funny, silly, you know, ridiculous. so we're going to listen to a little bit of this. This is the longest single we've reviewed on our podcast, our, our disco cast. And it's, yeah, it's, right. We're going to be all disco from yeah, now on. It's 7.24, and we won't play the whole thing, of course. But um, check out Sparks from 1979 doing the number one song in heaven.
so that's only part way into the new world of synthesized music. You've got actual drums playing yes. the track there, not synthesized drums, and um, all sorts of moog, mag- moog, moog magic going on. Mogi, 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 mogi. Yes, I love um, uh, Russell's vocals. They are very operatic, uh, very up in the high register. Not your typical rock singer. But um, it does take a little getting used to. But it's, he's got a great voice, and uh, the song is is definitely a, a, a dance a dance floor special. Yeah, dance floor special mm-hmm. that is this um, self refer. I can't talk tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, self referential song about the number one song in heaven. Yes, um, <laughs> you know. So it's just. Uh, goofy. Yeah. It's absolutely goofy. Yeah. One and, of the uh, lines is it's lyrically weak, but the music's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's Sparks. I mean, yeah. Sparks is always skewering the, the thing Everything. from within the thing. Yes. Yes. They are the meta, meta band. Um, this did pretty well in the UK. The album was, was a hit on both coasts, uh, on both continents, I mean, uh, UK and the US. And in Europe, um. and well, right now I know that uh, the, the, the incredibly popular in England and Edgar Wright, the English film director, mm-hmm. is currently following Sparks around. I saw on Twitter because I follow both Sparks and Edgar Wright on Twitter that they are, are joining up together in in uh, Japan as part of this big Sparks documentary because he's a huge fan. Can't and, wait to see that. Yeah, so that'll be great. Mm-hmm. Obviously, music is a big thing for Edgar Wright. Right. And, um, and, and what a great thing to have all those hit films and be able to, to take your cred mm-hmm. to go off on a passion project like a film documentary about Sparks. Right. And so Sparks went on. Um, they didn't stick with this tack very long. There was a couple of records. There was one that wasn't released over here called Terminal Jive that was very uh, very synthesized and disco-y. And a couple other ones, Music You Can Dance To. And then they uh, got an American band back again, and they started doing the quirky rock and roll thing. And uh, some of you might remember they had um, um, kind of a hit with the song I Predict. Uh, that was on the radio, and uh, they were doing their goofball stuff then. That was around the time that we got to see them. Uh, there's, a, there's a good story associated with that. I took Adrian to Atlanta, and it was a surprise. We, yeah, this was a super surprise. Yeah, of super the, secret. You're never going to guess who you're going to see. It's like, oh, who's it going to be? Who's it going to yeah. be? So we, we went to the Omni in Atlanta when it was still The old in, Omni. And so we had to hang around the mall forever until the, it was time for the show. And Adrian finally found out that Rick Springfield Rick was Springfield. the headliner. So this was like 19, <laughs> mid-80s, yeah. Jesse's Girl era. Rick so she's like, what the hell are you doing taking why, me to a Rick Springfield show? Why are you a, a teeny bopper uh-huh. era Rick Springfield so concert she, on me? And of course it was all like moms with their kids. Right, and she started getting madder and madder and madder and I was like no don't do it just wait it's gonna be good it's gonna be good and and of course sparks were opening and then nobody cared about that except Adrian and yeah, I yeah there were two of us that <laughs> right. they had the standing no pretty much right. th- throughout the set and they came on and did their set and it was great I've <laughs> never seen a more confused audience I know the kids were just like what <laughs> why are you not Rick Springfield yes now, why are you not singing Jesse's girl over and over yes 
So um, I had the the pleasure of seeing them um, about two years ago, two or three years ago. They were in Atlanta at the Variety, and uh, just the two of them doing the uh, the the two hands one mouth tour, and it was it was amazing. I mean, they they still play all the songs, and yeah, Ron got all the sounds he needed out of that huge keyboard, and uh, Russell still got the voice. Uh, Sparks is is just um, a very unique, very interesting band, and they're still plugging away. They've got the documentary. They just put out a new rap album called Hippopotamus, uh, which I have not digested yet, but I'll let you know. And there was the recent collaboration mm-hmm. where they threw in with Franz Ferdinand. That's right. Um, we had the super group, right. FFS. Right. And uh, that was a good record. It, it sounded kind of like an old Sparks record, to, uh, to be honest. Um they also put out a record in 97 called Plagiarism, uh, where they um, had the uh, cojones to just rework all their old songs. <laughs> yeah, and you know that this is the contract avoidance method, right? Yes. Because mm-hmm. often you'll have a clause that doesn't permit you to record songs that you mm-hmm. recorded for a label for a certain time period. Right. And if you've lost control of your masters mm-hmm. um, through contractual bad bad planning um, so that you don't own the the master recordings of some of your classic songs, you re-record them. Yes. Um, if, if you're not barred by contract from re-recording them. Mm-hmm. So having a new recorded version is mm-hmm. sort of the answer to, to, to being able to get some financial benefit from your own best loved best known best sought after recordings and when they redid this song uh number one song in heaven they got tony visconti and the uh, bowie producer to uh uh do some string charts for them and it's, it's quite interesting i think we're going to play just just a minute yeah, or two of get it. a taste of just, it just uh, so because you've uh, probably had enough disco for one night <laughs> and uh so here's sparks in their 1997 remake of their own song number one song in heaven
So there they are doing their own song and uh, sounding a little bit more modern. Um, the guys never quit. Uh, we were talking about who we could imagine covering this. I was I was thinking maybe the Human League. <laughs> Bring it down a couple of tones. Um, <laughs> A lower the, register yes, for have sure. The lower register vocal. They definitely had the uh, synthesizers to do it. Um, did you have a recommendation? Um, I guess my recommendation is is um, some sparks. Right? Yes, and, absolutely. Um, and there's something for everyone. Yes, if you want glam rock, if you want weirdo, almost indie rock, if you want slick rock, if you want disco, if you want just funny dumb stuff um angst in my pants is one of the Mm -hmm. great albums yes (laughs) very very good it's the one with the picture of uh, the the brothers getting married and one of them's wearing a wedding dress and hilarity ensues as they say and uh, i would recommend um the album kimono my house from 1974 which was part of their glam period it's got the this town ain't big enough for the both of us on it that's great. And I would recommend num- number one song in heaven if uh, if you're inclined to listen to a little synthesized disco. It's uh, as good as it gets, as good as Donna Summer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's our, uh, our podcast for this week. This has uh, been Singles Going Steady 026, sp- talking about Sparks and the number one song in heaven. And we will talk with you soon. Something to look forward to. All right. Bye. To learn more about the artists and recordings we just talked about, visit our website at zubrecords.com and click on the Singles Going Steady icon. You'll also find links to the persons, places, and things we recommend and much more. You can find episodes of Singles Going Steady on our website or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Singles Going Steady is brought to you by the power and majesty of Zub Records. Zub Zub Records. Records. Smart Smart sounds sounds for for sharp sharp people. people.